Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, it's Ryan. And this is Lucas. Back again, another episode, Vacation Rental Insiders. Welcome back, everyone. Going to talk about uh, an interesting topic today and turn the uh, turn the, the, the microscope on us, <laughs> the hosts. Host responsibilities today's topic. Um, so what do I mean by that? Well, I'm talking about hosts having a duty to run their listing like a business, okay? Now, at some point, you as a host... You're going to make a mistake. It's going to happen. And you have the opportunity as a host, uh, if you drop the ball, to step up and do the right thing. But you may also need your guest to help you get out of a little bit of a jam. (laughs) I had a minor experience with this in relation to a property that I had... um, reservations all the way through the end of last year the owner and i got together he decided it was time to sell the property and i said well give me through the end of december and you can you can go ahead and have a closing on the property in say january right he said no now i i couldn't convince him otherwise and that was kind of a you know let's put it this way it was kind of a dick move by the owner to put me in that position wasn't it yeah it was. so I just said, well, all right, well, let me let me work it out. Now, as a host, if I then take those, those reservations and I cancel them, I have an implication on my host, uh, super host status, otherwise known as metrics, right? There's, there's metrics that measure um, number of cancellations, things of that nature, right? Okay, well, what did I do? I messaged each of the guests and told them in a message that I was going to be calling them and then I proceeded to call them and I messaged them first so that they know I was calling and they'd know to look for my phone number because in this day and age for some reason a lot of us don't like to answer phone calls uh, from phone numbers we don't know (laughs) people are really weird that way Especially if an out-of-state number calls you, right? Like you're assuming it's somebody trying to reach you about your car warranty. (laughs) All right. So um, anyway, so I followed that protocol with a message first and a call second. And I spoke to each of them and everybody was cooperative. And it cost me some money because I paid them uh, back some fees that Airbnb would get back. But the guest was able to cancel and then I gave them full refunds. Um, That's a negotiation uh, exercise more or less, right? I mean, that was me negotiating with the guests to, to help me out. Now, what brings me to this topic? Why am I bringing this up? Well, I had a situation just the other day, um, on one of the Facebook mastermind groups where I suggested in a group that, um, the posters position on something of this similar case was, was not necessarily, appropriate. So I'll explain. So this person posted in a, in a Facebook group that they booked an Airbnb 
And, and by the way, this is a host posting about being a guest. And they posted that they booked a place and the price was great. They were super happy with making the reservation. They feel like they scored a deal. The host came right back to them and said, hey, listen, I need to apologize. You booked so far in advance that I didn't have a chance to tweak my pricing. And there's no way I can afford to rent you the space at that rate. And additionally, you booked a month, so now you're getting a monthly discount on top of the absolute lowest price yeah. I can rent it at. And therefore, this is screwed for me. You know, the host is just laying it out there, you know, uh, exposing themselves as, you know, admitting a mistake. And they're asking the guest to cancel. Um, now, I'm reading a screenshot that this person took of the host writing her apology and her request that they cancel. Number one, I'm not going to sit and read it word for word. I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say where this is even. That's not what we do here. We're not putting somebody on blast. She could have been a little bit cleaner in her messaging. Um, so I'm going to take the opportunity right now to explain to you the importance that your messages to the guests as a host need to be clean with proper grammar and respectful. You cannot use slang. You cannot use the letter R instead of the word A-R-E-R. -E okay? You don't use the letter U instead of Y-O-U. Okay? That kind of stuff. This person needed to be just a little more professional as the host in her request to this person to cancel. So, she puts it all out there that she's sorry. She, she, she apologizes twice and she explains the situation. She was um, extremely, you know, transparent about it. All right? So, I'll give her points for that. Um, and then the poster says... To the group, he's asking, you know, uh, he says, if I cancel, at least it would cost me at least a few hundred dollars to book somewhere else. And, da, 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 da. and then he goes on to say, you know, should I just tell her to deal with it? And then he proceeds to virtue signal by saying, I would never think of sending a message like this to my guest. Now, my immediate thought was, I'm pretty damn sure this has happened to my homie Lucas. And I'm pretty sure it's happened to me in one capacity or another, and I'm pretty sure I've been able to negotiate with the guest. You've been able to negotiate with guests, right, Lucas? Yes. You call them right away. Yep. Now, the first instance that comes to mind, um, you have some of your reservations able to be booked a year or even a little more out, right? Yes. Okay, now you've got events happening in Daytona quite often, like Bike Week. You've got Daytona 500, and now they've got Truck Week, Jeep Week, Fill in the blank week. Yes. It's, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Daytona Beach loves to be a uh, event oriented space, and there's there's some dead time where it's just typical tourists, right? Yeah. But there's these weeks. Now, if I'm a very savvy Airbnb or VRBO shopper for a listing, and I'm way ahead of the game, and I book one of your units when you're sleeping, and I get a Daytona 500 week at a, well, I'm making this up, but at like an October rate, you know, or whatever your most off-season week would be, like, would it be Thanksgiving? You know, I'm making this up, but, you know, I'm getting this rate that is totally inappropriate, and I think I've scored a deal. There's a pretty good chance that you're going to message me and say, hey, 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 you just booked something a year and a half away. I have not even gotten remotely near touching that pricing. This isn't going to work, right? You're going to come back to me and say that. Yes. So, anyway... 
I jumped in here on this this comment thread, and oddly enough, within minutes of my comment, comments for this post got turned off. Hmm, weird. So <laughs> I wrote in there, um, what did I say? Where is it now? I'm looking at it here. Uh, I said, are you a host also? I had to ask that because sometimes people sneak into these groups that aren't really hosts. But he, he said he would never think of sending that message as a host. So in other words, I'm saying, are you a host? I want to confirm. And I said, wouldn't you want someone to help you out if you made an error? And I'm appealing to compassion here. I'm appealing to, you know, <laughs> like just the basic human element of, your, is it your objective to then go screw over someone? It costs them hundreds and hundreds of dollars so they can't even pay their mortgage or their utility bills because you scored a place for an entire month. They're literally going to lose money that month, like a significant amount. Um, and multiple people reacted to my post with a laughing emoji instead of liking it. And I'm, I'm just shocked. So I'm not saying this is all hosts, and I'm not even pretending that most of these hosts even listen to our podcast. Most of the people listening to our podcast are people who want to be a host yeah. and want to be a damn good yep, one yep, yep. while they're at it. I am ashamed of what I saw happen in this comment thread because this person came right back and said if she made an error, she can fix it herself like, like a responsible adult. Ooh, she says, it's not his problem. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a dick comment, flat yeah, out. That's yeah, a dick sure. thing to say. And now, again, remember, this is a group of hosts. And then I simply responded, I hope you and everyone else that ha-ha's my comment never makes a mistake that you need someone's help to fix. I really hope they don't ever end up in that situation because, you know, let's pretend karma's real. It's up to you to decide if you like to buy into that stuff. But let's just pretend it's real. Bad karma right here. This is bad juju. <laughs> okay, yeah. you're putting it out there. And then somebody else responds to that comment says, it's a business. You don't expect your customers to sympathize with your own heirs. You eat the cost of your heirs. I don't get why Airbnb host thinks this business rule doesn't apply to them. Nobody said it doesn't apply to them. What I'm saying is, this is a more person-to-person -person business. It just is. She made a mistake. She probably has one listing. She probably also runs her household with her family and kids. Now for and me, this gets uh, a little bit... Different. If it's a basic week in the middle of nothing, nothing going on for my area, and somebody books and it was my mess up on the price, provided it's not me giving to them for like $30 a night type of accident, <laughs> where it was supposed to be two thirty and I missed the two. Yeah. Um, you know, but for me, it's like, hey, you know, I had that, I had a guest who booked <laughs> for a, a, a very travel week, a high traveled week here in Daytona, and, uh, she price sniped my price a year a year when I used to not have any limits on how far you could book out. Um, so it was limitless. Could yeah. have been two years, three years. You could book out three years. Yeah, three whatever. That's Most strange. people wouldn't do that. So are, have you changed that? Just, because I have well, there's to ask, no have you changed that. Yes, but there's no way for somebody to book 2023 dates for the Daytona 500 because they don't exist yet. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so, so the, you don't those, know those which ticketing week ticketing events. Yeah. Is Daytona 500? Like we we don't know the exact. It date. Always flip flops between the second week of February and third week of February. So Got even, it. Yeah. But um, anyways, I've changed that to 12 months now, so that I I have little command over that. But they booked for like my base minimum for that price place, which is like 189 bucks a night, um, and then Daytona 500 brings in 450 dollars a night. So. Uh, this person booked for, again, a high traffic event week at $189 a night before I could change it. And I called this person within 15 minutes of them booking. And I said, hey, I didn't have my prices set. 
and I'm not I'm not gonna accept that. Like, so you didn't you didn't let this go a day. You didn't let it go. No, a week. I saw it immediately. Fifteen minutes because I respond to every guest within just a few minutes if I can. So when as soon yeah. as I see it, I want it on VRBO. There's no automated reply right. that sends out. So I go in. They have a template that's already laid out. It's called yeah. my intro template, and I immediately just send it. And while I'm there, yeah. I'm like, huh, that's very similar to the Daytona 500 next year or Jeep Week next year, Bike Week next year. Let's go look at those dates. And I'm like, sure enough, that's what this person did. So I, I called them, and I was like, I can't, I can't honor that. Yeah, you would literally be saying in the cheapest oceanfront place in the entire in the entire county for yeah. that week. So yeah. I was like, no. And she knew I, what she did. Yeah, she knew exactly what she did. So just for our listeners, give me the base price she got, and give me the what that week is supposed to rent for per night. One eighty nine, and it's supposed to rent for like four fifty to six hundred <laughs> a night. This is not a micro mistake. No, this no, no, is no. thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I. I called her i said this is the mistake she's like well you can cancel and i'm like well you get a cancel for free we're a year in advance right now for me it's a cancellation penalty yeah and so you uh, negotiated with her yeah negotiated with her got it uh, and got it done that way yeah good good so you nipped it in the bud as quick as possible yep but that's that's how that looks guys um so to to summarize this other story um this guy actually the poster actually did respond to me and he said i am a host so he confirms he's a host which means he should get this. He should understand this. Yeah. And he says, and I don't know what this had to do with the price of tea in China as it relates to this experience, but he says, while I want Jeff Bezos to drop me a cool mill, I also don't expect it and wouldn't ask for it. What? And then he says, I would never ask this of one of my guests. What does Jeff Bezos and you requesting a million dollars from him have to do with anything? I see a detachment here from... The reality, and I see a detachment from the humanity side of this business. You are a person who owns a business, a small business, and they are they are a person renting from a small business. And this is not you catching Hilton or DoubleTree or or Marriott with their pants down and a mistake on their website, which they actually aren't even required to honor either. Yes, they, there's disclosures on every goddamn website in the world. This is prices can change. We are not beholden to this. This is what you're seeing right yeah. now. How many times have you? How many times have you tried to shop for an airline ticket, and the gall darn thing, you get to the end, and by the time you click purchase, you're stoked about the price to to come up to Minneapolis here, for instance, and you go, price has been changed. Sorry. Yep. That yeah, crap happens. happens all the time, people. You don't get to go complain to the airline or, or to whatever site you're using, whether it's Expedia or Kayak or whomever. Whomever. They don't. Care. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. So, you know, I I was sickened. By this post, I was sickened by the responses. And forget about my little comment thread I was in. The rest of the comments were uh, about 80% F this person. Go get them. Oh, really? You don't think that person's not going to cancel on you last minute before you show up? Did you guys know that there's the ability to host on VRBO and Airbnb? All they, And I'm not saying this is how to do it. But all they'd have to do is go to their other platform and have it booked at full price. And once they've secured those dates with someone else, they can just cancel on you. And they could wait till the day before you get there if they wanted to. If you wanted to be a dink and not help them out, they could just cancel on you the day before, couldn't they? And really stick it to you. Because then what are you going to do? Now you're already on the way in your RV or your car. Or you're on the way in the airline, whatever. Your family's going to show up and you don't have a place to stay. Yep. That's disgusting to me that a host would treat another host that way. That's abusive and that's inappropriate. If you're a host and you get yourself in this situation... Don't be an a-hole. 
It's not acceptable. Okay. Don't try and get one over on them and don't try and put them on blast. Like no, this. I always tell people it's like finding a TV in the candy aisle than telling the retail store you want it for the candy price. Yeah. And the retail store is going to be like, uh, no. Yeah. Or, or let's say someone switched, uh, put, put a, put an object, you know, like, hell, let's do the old, uh, switcheroo on the meat story. Right. Yeah. People take a sticker off of a low end cut of beef and put it on the priciest piece of beef. They walk up to the counter and then they get mad that the the clerk maybe knew the difference and said, wait, this is a filet mignon. You ain't getting this for, for, you know, $8 a pound. Yeah. You're getting this for 25 a pound like everybody else. Yep. Oh, look at that. There's a sticker. Oh, well, I didn't put that there. Who cares who put it there? A mistake was made. It could even be a clerk in the back that, that put an actual physical sign on the front of something that's wrong, but the store will end up losing thousands of dollars because something's labeled wrong. That's, yeah, they don't have better. to give it to you. Correct. That's their, their right. So don't be an a-hole. That's not appropriate. <laughs> so that the summary of the episode is it hosts uh, responsibility to to be uh, responsible for their business and run it like a business and be on top of things. But when things go awry, what happens? Um, so I guess we could say it was more of an episode about how to be a good guest, host to host guests. Okay, which is why in my last episode I talked about a horrible experience at an Airbnb. I didn't I didn't murder her in her review. I gave her advice on how to be better. Yep. She didn't respond to me at all. That's her prerogative. I told her what I thought about her, but I didn't give her a one across the board. People do that as a retaliatory thing. They give people one stars in all seven categories. That's a dick move as well. I'm not trying to breed bad karma in my life any more than anybody else. I gave her threes because that's what she deserved. She did deserve a one in some categories, but I gave her a three across the board. It didn't hurt her, but it didn't help her. You know what I mean? She had dozens of other reviews, and her overall number wasn't going to get any higher. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I could have given her a five, and it wouldn't have budged her up the 4.1 or whatever she was rocking anyway. Which, you know, actually, circle back to that. Airbnb will remove you if you're below 4.7 too long. So she will get removed eventually. It's 3.7. 3.7 now? It's, well, 4.8 is a super host. So they're not going to yeah. remove you if you're below a super host. Oh, I heard some host. other number, but I, I'm glad you corrected three that. 3.7 is, if you if you fall below 3.7 for like 90 days, you'll get a warning. And then you have 90 days to do corrective action to fix it. Yeah. And if you don't fix it, then they suspend you. They keep your reservations. They suspend it. And now whatever you have remaining on the calendar for reservations is what you have to fix it. Oh, boy. Wow. So, Good luck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's three seven. Delete the listing and start over, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've said that so many times. Delete the listing and start over. If things are really bad out of the gate, start the frick over. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got sidetracked at the end. You guys get the point um, of the episode. So good. Uh, listen, be the best host you can be, and in the meantime, go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.